You've made it. You're here. You've found the Eastridge Church South Campus Podcast. We take the message portion of our Sunday service and we put it in a convenient podcast form so you can listen to them anywhere. Put your headphones in so you're not bothering those around you and you can listen on the train, on a plane, a boat, a space shuttle, a subway, not the restaurant. I mean, you could listen to it in subway, I guess, Um, or play it full blast, whatever. Um, we're just we're glad you're here today. We're going to kick off our Revelation series. Today's an introduction to that series. It's a 12 week series. It's going to be a long one, but we think that it's definitely worth it because there's so much to unpack in this book. There's a lot of things that can be confusing. Um, we're going to be speaking on what Revelation is, what it isn't. Um, I want to encourage you to keep a notebook with you as you listen to these podcasts and go through these messages because there's just so much in it. You don't want to get lost. And if you have any questions, you can write those down or things that were revealed to you. And also, we have a connect card. You can go to it at eastridge.church slash connect card. And if there are questions you have, write those down and send it to us so we can get some answers back to you or, or point you in the right direction. If there's anything you want to know about Eastridge, you can fill that out as well. All right, guys, I'm not going to hold you up any longer. I've already went over my time allotted for this intro. Let's get into the book of Revelation. Uh, My name's Kyle Anderson. I am uh, one of the elders here at East Ridge Church. I'm a faithful uh, believer in Jesus Christ. I'm saved through the grace of God. I'm going to be reading um, um, this morning from Revelation chapter 1 verses 1 through 5. If you would please stand for the reading of God's Word. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is his report of the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church, And he blesses all who listen to its message and obey what it says. For the time is near. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come. From the sevenfold spirit before his throne and from Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead, and the ruler of all kings of the world. All glory to Him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding His blood for us. Amen. 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 So glad that you're here today and uh, super excited about um, just the start of this series. If you know anything about me, uh, if you don't, that's fine too. I love first. I love the first time that we do stuff. And here's here's the funny part. Like we, I've never preached Revelation on Sunday morning before. And... We've never done it as a church at Eastridge. Eastridge has been around since 1989. We've never done Revelation on Sunday morning. Super excited about this. And what's so cool about this moment is that this will never happen again. This will, this will be the first, this is the only first time that we'll do Revelation. I'm telling you, you're, you're, here at a good, you're here at a good time. I'm telling you, it's amazing that you're here, that you're here and God has set this up and I'm so excited. And today I'm going to try to uh, just um, introduce 
revelation to you, introduce it to you, and just talk about everything. And so I'm going to start off by this. How many of you have ever seen the movies, one of the movies, the Star Wars movies? You've seen it. All right. Is there anybody here today that has never seen a Star Wars movie? Never, ever. There's a handful. Okay, keep your hands up because the elders are coming yeah. to pray over you this week, okay? Because <laughs> there's something wrong. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. No. Uh, anyway, if you've ever seen a Star Wars movie, uh, at the beginning of the Star Wars movie, it has the, the, this prologue, this introduction, this rolling screen of words that are coming down that it's going to tell us what's going on in Star Wars. It's just going to roll it down, and you're going to read these words. It's got the, the music playing in the background, and you're just watching it roll down, roll down, and it's giving you the background on what's about to happen in the movie. Well, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to be looking at the first chapter of Revelation and introduction, and a lot of times people think introductions are boring, and I'm going to try to keep this one from not being boring, but introductions are important. They are super important. As a matter of fact, that everything good that has happened in your life has happened through an introduction. That if you think about, if you're married, then you, had, you were introduced to your spouse. At some point, you were. You're introduced. You're introduced to them. That if you uh, go on vacation somewhere, someone introduced you to that spot. You just, very rarely did you just say, hey, we're gonna, you talked to someone. As a matter of fact, someone from the church uh, this summer went to Maine, and so I was talking to them, and they were telling me, so guess what? Now I want to go to Maine. I've never been to Maine. I want to go to Maine because of this introduction. A restaurant. How many times do we introduce people to a restaurant? And not just to a restaurant, to a specific dish. You need to, if you go there, get this. And we do. We introduce people to this all, all the time. And so this whole thing about Revelation today is going to be an introduction. And I'm going to walk you through kind of the parameters that we're going to be going through after today for the next 11 weeks. Super excited about it. So here we go. Who's ready? Y'all ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Revelation is about obedience. Revelation is about obedience. Now, that's not sexy, and that's probably not what you came to hear, and everything like that. And you're, th you're thinking, man, I thought Revelation was out of beast and the dragon, the mark of the beast, the mark of the saints, the battle, the war, the four horsemen, the thousand-year reign, the new heaven, new earth. I thought that's what Revelation was. It is about those things, but at its core, Revelation is about obedience. As a matter of fact, obedience is, is better than Revelation. We're not studying Revelation so that we can get smarter. Let's just be honest. We're not doing this. I could care less about you and I getting smarter for smarter's sake. As a matter of fact, the scriptures are clear that says knowledge puffs up, love builds up. That we are to, to gain knowledge so that we can be more obedient, so that we can be the people that Christ has called us to be. That revelation is about obedience. It's not this new word that we're getting so we can tell people, and it's not this cool thing that we're doing. And let me just share this with you. It's called revelation, not revelations. Is everybody with me on this? I hear people say, we're going to do revelations. And if they're on TV, they hold that out a long time. Revelations. And they hold it out. It's revelation. And I'm going to read the scripture again that Kyle read. It's kind of the, the, the jumping off point, and I'm going to make some points about it. So I want you to read it with me. This is a revelation, a revelation, not revelations. It's a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave to show his servants the events that must soon take place. Now, let's talk for a second. You're like, it says soon take place. It's been a couple thousand years. I'm going to get into when this was written and everything. You have to remember, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years like a day. So, it's only been two days. 
which is kind of weird. I know if you're new, you're like, you guys lost it. Maybe I have. Okay. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant, John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church, and he blesses all who listen to its message and, tell me what the next word is, obey. Obey Obey what it says. I want to stop right here for a second. We want to obey. As followers of Jesus Christ, we want to be obedient. Look, I know it's not sexy and everything like that, and you're thinking, man, if that's all you got, this is all I've got. Because we want to obey, not just half-heartedly, not just a thin part, the parts of the Bible that we like that benefit us. We want to obey. Christ is calling us to be like him to obey, that we hear these words, this prophecy at the end of the book, we hear and we think, man, I want to be all in on that. I want to be all in. I want to sacrifice. I want to have courage. I want to have great faith. I want to give. I want to serve, that this makes me want to do and be more, not just to have this knowledge that we hold on to, that we want to obey. He says, blessed are the one who hears this message and obey what it says, for the time is near, people. The time is near. If you're going to hear anything in this message, you're going to hear the time is near. That yes, a thousand days, I mean a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years, but the time is near that, near that Jesus is going to come back, that this is a reality. And sometimes we get lulled into sleep thinking that, man, there's a football game. Man, Georgia's got a great defense. That's important. They might win the championship this year. And look, I'll root for that, but let me tell you something. That's not going to matter. Hill of beans in anybody's life when Jesus Christ comes back. It's not going to matter. That what's going to matter is, is that we were obedient and we did what we were supposed to do as followers of Jesus Christ. And we're going to follow him because at the end, you're going to hear this. The end of the book of Revelation is that we win. We win. We're on the winning side. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. He says the letter is written from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. That it's written to these churches, grace and peace to you from the one who is who always was and who is still to come from the sevenfold spirit before his throne from Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of the world. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by the shedding of his blood for us. That revelation is about us being obedient to the king of kings, our savior, Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to look at, and that's the concept that we're looking at Revelation today. Now, here's a couple of things. In studying Revelation, everyone has a source. Our source has been Matt Chandler of the Village Church. And if you've studied Revelation, you know you need a source. You need somebody who is smarter than you are. I need somebody smarter than me. And so I say this to say that in studying Revelation, there's room for some disagreement on some things. There is. There's room for disagreement. There's room for discussion. Here's the funny part about it. This week, I'm sitting here, and we we had a staff meeting. We're doing some stuff, and and one of my good friends from the church comes in and goes, and he pops down on one of these benches just like this, and I'm sitting there, and he pops down, and he goes, starting Revelation this week. I said, yeah, we are. Let me tell you what I believe. And he tells me what he believes. And I said, that's great. You you tell me what you believe. I'm going to say that's great. I said, that's great. He said, I believe this because this is what Billy Graham believed. And if Billy Graham believed it, then I believe it. And I said, well, there's a lot of guys smarter than Billy Graham to believe something different. 
I said, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying there's different views. And I just want us to hold that in check, that there's some things that are, we have to believe on. That Jesus is who he says he is, that he's coming back. We're going to believe those things and that you need Christ. If you're going to heaven, you won't be good. All those things, we've got to, we've got to agree on that. But on some other things, the interpretation of some of these things, there is some room for disagreement and discussion. So I'm saying that to tell you today, I'm not the expert on revelation. I'm not being arrogant about it. I can't stand biblical arrogance. I can't. And I'm not here to tell you that your Aunt Sally was wrong or your Uncle Jimmy who was a preacher and he preached revelation this way for years. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying there's some things that we may have disagreement on. And listen to me. And it's okay. It is. It's okay. So here we go. So here's what revelation is and what it is not. First is this. Revelation is a letter written to seven churches. It says it in the scripture. It's written to those seven churches. Just like the book of Galatians was written to the churches in Galatia. The church in Galatia. The church of Ephesians was written to the church in Ephesus. The book of Romans was written to the church in Rome. Same thing. That this is written to the seven churches. Next week we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But here's a point that's going to be a sticking point for some of you. Revelation cannot mean something to us that it didn't mean to them. It can't mean something to us that it didn't mean that, that if it's written to them, then it can't mean something to us. So when we talk about the locust, they can't be the Apache helicopters. People say, you'll hear these guys in this, this, this interpretation of Re Revelation, the locusts are Apache helicopters. Or I heard someone say, someone told me this past week or last week that uh, when it's talking about the four horsemen, the, the one on the white horse, he said, you know who that is? You know who that is? The white horse? The four horsemen? We you know who that is? Some guy got on YouTube and said he had figured it out. You know who it is? Who wears white? Doctors. And they bring death. What do they bring? The vaccine. It's just jacked up theology. Listen to me. This jacked up theology that it's not the vaccine. And let's just stop for a second here. If you don't buy into all this stuff that the vaccine is the mark of the beast and everything, are you, everybody with me on this? Because there's all these theologies out there and everything. It can't mean something that doesn't mean to them. John didn't get this prophecy to tell the seven churches said, hey, in 2,000 years they're going to get a vaccine. That's the mark of the beast. But y'all hang in there. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. When you're dead and gone, the guys in America, they're going to benefit from this. No, 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 that's not what happened. That's not the way God works. And so it can't mean something to us that it didn't mean to them. The book of Revelation was written for us, but not to us. Now, I'm going to give you an example here. In Ephesians 6, we're told to put on the full armor of God. This is an example. Told to put on the full armor of God. You're supposed to put on the breastplate of righteousness and take on the sword of the Spirit. Now, you, you would, we, I think we would all agree if I said that what Paul was really saying there was that the breastplate of righteousness, that was a bulletproof vest. You need a bulletproof vest. And, and the sword of the Spirit, you need to get an AK. You know what I'm saying? Get ready. When they come over here, get your ARs. We're ready, y'all. We would all go, that's jacked up, Gary. But for some reason, when we talk about Revelation, people have to say, say these outlandish things. We go, man, I better get one. Let's get an AR. If you got one, that's okay. Let me know. Write it on your Connect card. Okay, great. I don't know where to go. 
Revelation is written to the seven churches in the Roman Empire to encourage them to fight for their faith. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going on with them. Revelation was written in 96 AD. So roughly 60 years after Jesus was gone. In AD 65, Nero started persecuting the church, started persecuting Christians. In AD 67, Vespian amped it up, torturing Christians, dipping them in oil and setting them on fire, fed to animals, beheaded, sold in half. She's not talking about a vaccine. He's not talking about Apache helicopters. He's talking to a group of people that have been brutalized for their faith. An unbelievable amount of persecution is going on to Christians. And yet the church is growing. The church starts with a hundred or a few hundred. And at the time of this writing, it is estimated there are 350 million Christians. It's unbelievable. In AD 92, Domitian proclaimed that Caesar is Lord and he would kill all who did not believe that. This letter is written to them with hopeful words to obey, to follow, to keep the faith, to fight. That revelation was, was not meant to be scary to them. What could be scary to them? These words, there's going to be a dragon. They're being lit on fire. You hear me? They're being lit on They're not reading, there's a dragon. Oh, I'm scared. No, no, they're getting lit on fire. They're getting their heads cut off. They're being sawed in two. They're not reading the words of revelation going, oh, no, oh, no. They're reading it going, we win. We win. Let's hang in there. We're going to keep being faithful. We're going to keep serving. We're going to keep giving. We're going to keep following. We're going to keep telling people about Jesus because in the end, we win. And this is what's going on in Revelation. Second thing, Revelation is a prophecy. It is a prophecy. It is a series of windows. And that's why we have this, this backdrop of a window that we're going to look in this window and each week see different things. That Revelation is not linear. It's not linear. It's not like John sees something. We always think linear. We think linear. We're not going to see something like this. Revelation goes boom, 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 boom. Because that's really how God works. God is linear. Don't get me wrong. He, he created linear. But God is beyond linear. He's beyond time. Matter of fact, it says in the scriptures, he made time stand still. He backed it up at one point that he's beyond time, that he works in and out of time all the time. That's what he does. Works in and out of time all the time. And so revelation is not this linear thing that we're going to see. It's going boom, 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 boom. And we're going to hear these words. And I saw, and John saw, and John saw. The angel said, write down what you see. I saw, I saw, I saw. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you this scripture right here to just show you that it's not linear. Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. This comes from Revelation 12, not at the beginning. He says, I saw a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out because of her labor pains and the agony of giving birth. He's talking about Mary and the birth of Jesus. 
That's what, he's, that's what he's describing here. He's describing this. Well, this has already taken place. This is not linear. This is going in the past. He's talking about it. He saw something in the past. And then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head. His tail swept away one-third of the stars, which they think is the angels, one-third of the angels the devil swept down. That's what some people think. And he threw them to the earth. He stood in front of the woman because she was about to give birth, about to give birth to Jesus Christ, our Savior, and he was ready to devour the baby when she was born. Now, how would you like that for your Christmas Eve service? We'll have a big dragon on the stage, and he's about to beat baby Jesus. You know what I'm saying? We all sing songs to that. That'd be a cute moment, wouldn't it? Everybody dress up like the dragon. Yeah, go see the dragon. The dragon's giving out gifts. We... The Revelation is a series of windows. Predicting a battle that is going on. It's a prophecy. That there's a battle going on. Hear me on this. Listen to me. There's a battle going on for souls, for eternity. Listen to me. We're not just, we're not, we're not just playing tribal ball here. We're not just watching football games. We're not watching the next series that comes on uh, Amazon Prime. We're not just, that's not what our lives are about, or another vacation, or we're going on a cruise, or I got a promotion, I'm getting more money. Look, that's great, we bought a new house, that's great, but listen to me. That is not what's going on here. What's going on, there's a battle. A battle for souls, a battle for eternity, for your life and the lives of other people in your life. And the enemy wants to keep us from engaging he wants to keep us down. He wants to keep us from doing anything. Just go on and kind of muddle through our life. Revelation is a prophecy reminding that there's more going on. As a matter of fact, Revelation is a revelation. And that's a revelation. Revelation is a revelation, the word apocalypse. Now, you hear the word apocalypse, we think movie apocalyptic now. We think it's just crazy and bizarre and strange and it's weird. And it is. It's all those things. The word apocalypse just simply means to unfold. That things are unfolding. Things are being revealed. And things are unfolding in your life and in my life. And apocalyptic, apocalyptic I've practiced this word all week, y'all. Apocalyptic imagery is used in Revelation Listen to me. To draw a charge out of us. To remind us of what I just told you, that we're in a battle. See, we can read facts. We can read facts and, and everything like that. And some, some people just want the facts. But, but the truth is, is that we're inspired by stories. We're very rarely inspired by facts. We're inspired by photos. Show me, show me. Watch this video. Look at, look at this right here. Look at that. I was kidding uh, one of our volunteers. She plays softball at Eastside. I was kidding her, saying, we're, I saw a video this week of her hitting a three-run homer. I said, where's the bomb hitter? Where's the, where's the bomb hitter when I walked in the door? You know, you can tell me you hit a three-run homer, and I, I'll believe you. But you show me you, you hitting a three-run homer, I get inspired, don't you? Look, I look at it and go, wow, that's awesome. 
That's what Revelation is, and that's why we have these pictures of a beast and a dragon and the mark of the beast and the mark of the saints and the battle, the war, the four horsemen, the thousand-year reign, all these things, the new heaven, the new earth, all these things, the writer, he's drawing courage for us so that we will rise to action. He's writing to a people that have been persecuted, maybe their faith, maybe their faith is waning, maybe not, but he said, come on, we're going to win, and he's, he's drawing this picture. Look at the scripture right here, just a great example. Right at the beginning, just a small example of the use of imagery. He says, don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison. Now, was it really the devil? Yeah, technically it was, but I, I doubt the devil, there's a guy in a red, red suit going, come on, you're going to prison. It wasn't like that. But it's imagery. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days. Was it literally they threw, in, in, in the Roman time, they threw people in there for 10 No, 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 no. It's using imagery. To call them to action, to be ready, to be alert, to be ready, to be faithful, to be obedient. The same call is for us today. Yes, Revelation is bizarre, but listen to me, it's not scary. I'll tell you why it's not scary because of the last point here. Revelation is a hopeful reminder that we will win. Listen to me. With Jesus Christ, you cannot lose. I'm going to say it again because I don't think some of you believe it. With Jesus Christ, you cannot lose. Without Jesus Christ, you cannot win. You can't. You can't win. You cannot win. With Jesus Christ, you cannot lose. Without Jesus Christ, you cannot win. And we have revelation to remind us, this hopeful reminder that we win. That I just have to fight. The battle's been won. What Jesus did on the cross, I don't save myself, but I follow the one who does. And sometimes that means that I have to go to war. I have to battle. I get up every day and I hit my knees and I pray. I read God's word. I'm going to be obedient to what the scriptures say. I'm going to tell someone about Christ. I'm willing to give. I'm going to go all chips in. I'm going in the middle on this one. Whatever he's calling me, that's where I'm going. That's what revelation is. Look at the scripture right here. All glory, all glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by the shedding of his blood for us. Let's go all in with him. Are you ready? I'm ready to go all in. Look, I don't want ho-hum. Do you? I hate ho-hum. I was sitting somewhere the other day, and I was telling Leslie, I was watching the time just tick so slowly. I was just watching, I was just sitting there thinking, man, this is ridiculous. I don't want that to be my life. I don't want that to be my following Jesus Christ. Look, we're in a battle. We get up every day ready, ready to go to war for Jesus Christ, ready for battle that we're going to be and follow and we're going to hang in there, we're going to fight. Maybe today that's the charge for you. I want to close this today just with a time of decision, a time of prayer. If you need to make a decision for Jesus Christ, I'd love to talk to you. If you've never accepted Christ, if you realize, you know what, Gary, I, I don't have Christ, I'm not going to win. Listen, probably need to get that straight today. Everybody with me? Probably need to get that straight. 
You need Christ to win. Love to talk to you about that. Never regretted that decision in my life. Never, ever. But for the rest of us, it's time to battle for souls. We got these names right here, people's names. I'm just going to say it. It's, 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 it's rough, but I'm going to say it. They're going to go to hell without Jesus Christ. They are. That's where that, there's only two options. There is just one. There's heaven or hell. You're either in Christ or you're not. Have Christ or not. I'm not trying to be. I'm not being judgment. I'm just telling you what the scriptures say. It's time for us to quit building our kingdoms and start working on His more. We want to see these names go over here. So maybe today you need to spend some time in prayer for your one. That's something that I've been convicted about. For me personally, not for you, but for me. Or maybe today you need to repent and realize, you know, I've been asleep. I've just been asleep. And been, I'm in cruise control. I'm in cruise control. I don't even know where I'm at. And today has been a wake-up call for you. But you're in a battle. You're in a war. Christ is counting on you. He's counting on me. And we're going to turn back to him. And this is going to be the starting point for all of us. And so if you want to come forward and pray, you can during decision time. I'll be down front. If you want to pray for your one, you can certainly come up here and do that. Or you can do it in your seat. I'm not twisting anybody's arm today. It's not about getting people to come forward and make a decision or anything. But let me share this with you. You and I are in the battle for eternity. Yours and mine. Ours has been secured through Jesus Christ. But we still have to fight. We still have to do what God has called us to do. Let's be all in. Father, we come to you. Lord, I thank you for this series. I thank you for what we're about to learn experience be part of for the next 11 weeks. Father, I pray that every message, every chapter that we go through, every part inspires us to be more like you. To want to be more for you. To see you win, see you gain ground, to see lives change, souls change, that we would just see ourselves as on this mission with you. And that we will win in the end. And you will get all the glory. So, Lord, use us. I pray for the person here today that's never accepted you. Realize today that they've never placed their faith in you and meant it. And I pray today is the day that they would. They just simply say, Jesus, I need you. I can't win without you. I can't lose with you. I'm accepting you, asking you into my life. I'm following you today.
In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Would you stand with us and sing? Hey, guys, thank you once again for checking out the podcast. We hope that this is beneficial to you. I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the podcast, maybe uh, keeping a notebook with you because there's just so much to unpack in this series, and it is such a long series. We don't want you to get lost. A couple things I wrote down here. Um, do not lose your thrill for living. Be encouraged that Christians win. The battle's already been won. Revelation is about Christian courage, and it's also there to build up excitement because Jesus is coming back. And I never really thought about Revelation in that way. I'm no Bible scholar, very far from it, and probably ill-equipped to even be speaking to you now. But that's why I've got this notebook, because I want to dive into this series. I want to know about this book. But I never really thought about it. It, it, you know, it can be an encouragement. Revelation can be an encouragement and, and to build up this excitement that our Savior is coming back. So those are just a few things that I wrote down. All right, guys, that is the end of this podcast. Once again, make sure you're sharing these. I think that there's someone around you that could benefit. Invite them to come listen to it with you. Maybe have a discussion. Maybe your small group can listen to these and have a discussion afterwards. And if you're in the Newton County area, come check us out in person or visit us at eastridge.church, and you can watch us online on Sunday mornings. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Well, not really see you, because I can't see you, but you know what I mean. All right, guys, have a good one.